Thanks for dropping in for part two of my conversation with Patrick Sisk. I want to get right to the conversation, so I won't take up any more time other than to just say... <laughs> Remember to be looking forward to our Laugh at the Lake comedy night featuring Patrick Sisk at the Holbeck stage on November 18th. This will be a fun night with multiple comics and a special VIP reception in our courtyard to meet the performers after the show. <sighs> also... Subscribe to Holback Stage Live so you don't miss our 13 Days of Halloween series beginning October 19th. This will feature readers sharing chapters from 13 Alabama Ghosts and Jeffrey by Catherine Tucker Wyndham. Now, enjoy this section of my conversation with Patrick as we continue to talk about his life and comedy career, how many people advised him against going down this path, and whether young me had a future as an NFL kicker or the face of Fazoli's restaurant. about where how, how you started why you took a break what what kind of brought you back into it um so you you moved to orlando for a job yeah not like to do yeah, comedy. not to do comedy um yeah i am a registered behavioral technician um so i work with kids with autism and uh my wife and i decided to move down um to orlando um her father lives uh about an hour from Sarasota. And so I was like, okay, we'll move down to Florida, but we didn't know exactly where. And then we're like, oh, happiest place on earth. That Why not? Yeah. Um, you know, if you have Mickey Mouse in your backyard, your kids can never complain about being bored. Spoiler alert, they complain still <laughs> about being bored. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we moved down here and um, we moved down there in the end of July of last year. And I didn't start doing comedy until April. So, mm -hmm. I mean, um, for months it was just grinding, doing work, and but still felt like something was missing. And I couldn't put my finger on it. And I was like, what, you know, what do I need? Because, you know, you move and you're like, man, fresh start. I'm going to be fulfilled and all this stuff. And yeah, it was just, yeah. it, was, it was still missing something. And I was like, what, what is it? And then all of a sudden I started doing comedy and I was talking to uh, a friend of mine today. And he was like, I haven't ever seen you this happy. He was like, I've known you for a couple of years now, and I haven't seen you this happy. And I was like, yeah, I, I really <laughs> am happy. Like, it's, it's not one of those, like, I have to fake it. Um, because I'm really good at faking it. Yeah, um, I, think, I, I think a lot of funny people are. Um, yeah, and I think I think you, I'm sure, have felt that way at times. I where mean, we've I th we've all been through those those times, those phases where it's just like, this is what uh, this is what people expect of me, so yeah. that's what I'm going to be. Yeah, um, but like I've, you know, I've always been that that funny guy, and it's like, oh, that's Patrick. He's a funny guy, and I um, never thought that. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I wish I hadn't put you in my wedding. Um, <laughs> I should have picked someone else. Um, but, uh, too late. <laughs> I know I could, pictures are already taken. If I had a time machine, I would go back and do that. I would like, don't, <laughs> I wouldn't invest in Apple. I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop any terrorist attack or kill baby Hitler. I would, I would get you out of my wedding. That's, you know, that's the decision. <laughs> ah, RIP LeBron. Um, <laughs> Like, 
He's not dead. I, I just respect, hope, I respect I, the decision. Yeah, I just I hope LeBron James is resting in peace tonight. Uh, you know, probably. Yeah, yeah. LeBron James, if you want to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> we would love that. Somebody needs to. Yeah. Um, we struck out with Uncle Bud's. <laughs> I'm still holding out hope. <laughs> we we could get the the free peanuts. Uh, <laughs> so that, the, but that's kind of like what is driving you to uh, do comedy, like to to make people laugh, to share to share that with people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I walk into a room and. Um, you know, I I instantly want to bring joy wherever I go. Mm-hmm. That's just always been who I am. And um, and like I said earlier, we live in a room that's just kind of full of pain. And and um, I, I tell people sometimes when I'm hosting, I'm like, hey, I'm giving you permission just to laugh. Mm-hmm. Like your your day might have sucked. Like your job might have just drained you of your life today. You're you you and your wife have had an argument for before you came here your kids might have just made you just lose your mind today but now you're here and now you have a chance to enjoy yourself yeah just sit back and laugh i'm giving you permission yeah and and i think sometimes we we almost need that because we're like oh i don't know if i can laugh i've had so much going on but um but we you know being able to bring laughter bring a being able to bring joy to a room where sometimes it can feel a little joyless. Um, you know, I, um, I did comedy, uh, right after, um, one of the, uh, one of the school shootings that happened. And it's like, there is nothing like, like I, there's nothing that I would rather not do than make jokes at that point. Like, I don't want to get up in front of people and make people laugh because like, I'm hurting for those parents. I'm hurting mm-hmm. for, for our, our country. And I was like, man, what do I like? But then it's like, okay, now get up and be funny. Right. And it's like, okay, how am I going to do that? And, and you can, you can dwell on the sadness or you can say, Hey, let's, let's bring joy to a situation wherever it is. Now don't, don't forget about the situation because in, in the two hours after the show, that situation's still going to be there. And then, and then you kind of gotta, you gotta get ready for it again. But, but the the two hours that you're in the show, take a breather. Mm-hmm. Understand that, hey, you don't have to deal with it right now. And yeah. and I think it's, I think that's difficult a lot of times. Yeah, I get that. I mean, that's that's the same thing we do here um, at the whole backstage. I mean, it, and we've we've talked about it in previous episodes. Again, it it almost comes up when you're just talking about performance art. You know, when when you're talking about a group of people getting together and and trying to bring something to an audience that maybe is funny maybe it's it's you're trying to convey like a serious show a story um or if it's just a musical performance yeah. whatever it's an opportunity for those people to just be in the theater yeah the lights are focusing your attention on, on right. what's going on, on the stage that's all you have to really you know, think about right then. And right. It, it's a chance to escape and, I mean, and why to pe- enjoy yourself. Yeah, it's why people like reading good books or watching yeah. a good movie or yeah. or seeing a play or or coming to comedy or going to a concert. You just you get to forget about things. And oh man, what I I hope Chris Pratt gets away from that dinosaur. 
Like for <laughs> for a little bit, you just get to worry about that, and you're really worried, and you're that he will, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, why can't the dinosaurs win? Um, but uh, I I haven't seen the newest Jurassic Park. I've heard it's not good. What? Yeah. Have you seen it? That's disappointing. No. Yeah, I heard it. It focuses on. <clears throat> but I'm, I'm friends with Chris. I heard him talking about it a couple oh, yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. He was said he on, it was fine. Was he? Was well, he on this podcast? I say I heard him. I, maybe we're not friends. Okay. I listened to a podcast he was on and oh. he was talking about. Oh. I was so, going to say you should get him to sponsor this podcast. If um, I don't know if he wants to sponsor, he yeah. might be on it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I just got to reach out. Oh, that's, you that's just the haven't thing. reached out yet. No, I haven't. I haven't. I should. I should really. Put it out there. You know, my, my schedule's kind of busy the next Yeah, no, I get that. Months, I get know, that. It's just, yeah. You got to just... make time for him. Well, he's free. He just came off of uh, Terminal List. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's there. they've been done, but, like, it's just coming out. And yeah. He's doing the, right. the press and stuff. So. Yeah, it's not like he's going to make a Lego 3 movie. He's going to. I don't know. Is there a Lego 3 movie coming out? There may already be one. Oh, no. I think there's only two. I think they're going to do another one. Oh. Sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> Another one of my friends, Will Arnett, was talking about that. Oh yeah! Wow, that is so cool. Yeah, we we catch up. Man, that every is, now and then. That is awesome. Uh, it's okay. So, so what? I'm curious. Um, when you step out and try to do something like this, any any performance art, but like this is a career performance art yeah that you can you can do you, you have stages you have opportunities to do this um while you have another job mm-hmm. and like you know with a family and everything it it you can take your opportunities where they present themselves right and people are looking for those talents and and that performance art has <laughs> has anybody in your life, either in passing or like somebody that you care about, okay, told you, uh, don't try a comedy. So many people, like, like it's, so many people. It's hard. <laughs> You're, um, you know, I can think of of two who have shot me down, um, and uh, and I remember me and my buddy uh, uh, Justin Thurman. Um, he might sponsor this podcast, um, but uh, <laughs> JT, come on, buddy. Um, but uh, <clears throat> he was with me, and there was this girl in college, um, and uh, her—I'll just—I'll say her first name, and I think you'll remember who she is. Rebecca. Yeah, yeah, you, probably. You, so yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, um, Rebecca Indian Dish. Okay. <laughs> um, and um, that's what we'll call her. Um, sure. You know who I'm talking about, absolutely, man. R.I.D. Um, but uh, she, um, we we were hanging out with her one day, and I was like, she's like, so what do you want to do when you get older? And I was like, I want to be a comedian. And she goes, why? And I said, because I want to. She said, well, you're not even funny. Wow, thanks for the heads up. And I was like, okay, okay. And and Thurman and I were laughing about it because he was like, I remember thinking, you're gonna throw this girl across the room, because he was like, you tensed up, you got angry, and I was like, I was like, yeah, and he was like, but you held it together so well, and I was like, yeah, 
Yeah, I said, I don't really, I think I blacked out um, at that point. Um, I wasn't drinking. It was just like I was angry, and I was like, mm. Yeah. Um, so that, that's been one that actually stuck with me. Like, I yeah. still think about that. Um, <clears throat> and then um, recently, when I can say that I became a, a professional comedian, um, I, I got paid for my first show, and I remember being all excited. And I was like, man, I, I, got, I, got, I got paid. And, um, and someone in my life, um, uh, my wife went with me to the show. She was all excited for me. And uh, someone else in my life, we, and I, I won't say their name, um, but uh, I was like, yeah, I got paid for the show. And they're like, oh, how much did you get paid? And I was like, $15. And they looked at me and they went, oh, that's it? And I was like... I mean, oh, yeah, I but mean, and like I, I felt like I was, I had to apologize for being excited. And they're like, oh well, I mean, you can make more money doing other things, and I was like, I'm not sure what that means, um, <laughs> which felt really dirty. Um, and now that I say it out loud, it makes me feel even dirtier. Um, but uh, but how long was your set? Um, that set was ten minutes. There you so go. So I was making a like over a dollar a minute. Yeah, and it, if who gets paid seventy five dollars an hour? Yeah, right, right. I mean, that's that's basically right. what that would be. Yeah, I mean, I did a a fifteen minute set on uh, last night, um, and uh, got paid right at a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So for fifteen minutes of work, almost a hundred bucks. Like that's that's not a bad little deal. No. Um, and and the thing is though, and I think this is where where I have issue with people like that is it's not about the money for me. Like, don't get me wrong. I would love to be a stand-up comedian and not have to work and just sure. travel and do comedy. I would also like to play in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, my, maybe minus like the CTE or, or CT, <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Like, I don't want that. So overrated. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but um, I could have played in the NFL. I chose not to. I mean, that's what why. what would you have done in the NFL? I, you, stuff. I you, mean, you would have been like the ball. They have to have kickers. You do look like an NFL kicker. <laughs> like you have the body of an NFL kicker, which is what kind of bodies do they have? Yours. Hmm. You kind of look like a thumb. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a requirement. Do you look like a thumb? You're in. Oh, this guy. <laughs> We haven't even seen him kick. I know, but look at him, and they're like, "Yeah, let's let's let Ooh, him." In. He does look like he would kick a kick. Yeah, yeah. Sebastian Janikowski over here. That's how you get in trouble. What he if you, looks like he could kick? Yeah, and then ah, oh, we we got him, we got him. Don't worry, we got yeah, the guy. That's how Alabama got in so much trouble <laughs> with their kickers for so long. <laughs> well, Nick Saban, if you want to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, I don't know. You we don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So, <laughs> so when people have told you, maybe not Rebecca Indian Dish a long time ago, <laughs> but when people have, like, tried to dissuade you, yeah, how do you filter that? Like, what's your, I mean, I, you kind of talked about how, how that one kind of messed with you a little bit, <clears throat> but how, how do you ultimately end up um, filtering that and turning it into, you know, uh, this is this is the direction I'm headed. Yeah, um, I think it's for me. It's motivation, <clears throat> um, and which I think a lot of performers would say, "Oh, you don't, you know, you you find someone who doesn't believe in you, and you go, okay, I'm going to prove you wrong.' Watch, I'm, I'm, and I mean, I think 
performers. I think athletes. I think there's so many people like that, that, that if you're told you can't do something, you instantly want to do it. Don't touch that red button or don't touch the stove. And your kid immediately touches the stove. And you're like, why, why did you do that? Yeah. Well, somebody says, well, you can't do that. Well, I absolutely want to do that. And I'm going to prove to you that I can do that. And I'm going to prove to you that I'm good at it. Like, I'm not just going to do it and just, you know, halfway do it. I'm going to jump all the way in. And I'm going to prove to you that, A, I don't need your support. Because, I mean, for me, the people who don't believe in me are the people who are like, oh, you're not funny or this or that. I don't need your support anyways. Um, I've got a, a great support team at home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Brittany and my two kids. And, um, and my wife tells me a lot, um, you know, like I'll, I'll be about to go up and she's like, Hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm about to go on stage. And she'll just send back. I'm so proud of you. And that's one of the coolest things for me. Yeah. And, um, and it's like, <clears throat> I, I, I don't need money. My wife's proud of me. It means the world. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. And now don't get me wrong. Like if I get a hundred bucks, then great. I get a hundred bucks. with that. Yeah. I'll take it home to but, her. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and Hey, you want to go to red lobster? Um, <laughs> That was the fanciest restaurant I could think of off the top of my head. Right then? Yeah. Um, you live in Orlando. I know. What? I know. There were so many. Po- well, that's for $100, that's about all you can afford right now. Like, <laughs> True. You, yeah. yeah. Like, that doesn't go that far. Do you remember when Olive Garden used to be fancy? Used to be? <laughs> maybe maybe it still <laughs> is. Um, I, I haven't been in a while. But uh, they've been kicking up their game with the endless uh, breadsticks and I just, I just remember, I remember as a kid, I would always get excited. It's like we're gonna go to Olive Garden tonight, and I remember thinking, man, I don't know at what point it changed that you were like, oh, Olive Garden. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. It, it quickly. I don't know. We, I never did go there that much. There was four kids in our family, so. Why didn't you go? You got endless breadsticks. Even back then, I thought that was a new thing. No, that's a... Uh, they you, just acted like it was a new you thing. You kind of look like a Fazoli's kid anyways. <laughs> I think we had a... Uh, we we did have a Fazoli's here. Yeah, you look like a Fazoli's kid. Eh. If Fazoli's had a poster child, I think it would just be you shoving breadsticks in your mouth. They could sponsor the podcast. They could, they could, I don't even think... Does Fazoli's still exist? Somewhere. Surely, or is it like uh, no? There's another name for that. Uh, uh, da, 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 not Fazoli's, but uh, I can't think of it. Oh, okay. Like the little, the Italian Chuck E. Cheese. Ju- that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Fazoli's, but it's something else. It's like maybe starts with an S. Spaghetti's. Sonic. I don't know. Speaking of Brittany, you said spaghettis. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> like I'm, they would just be a restaurant. Welcome to Tacos. I'm trying to throw it out. What there do you serve here, so sir? It triggers the memory. <laughs> what do you serve here, sir? Surprisingly, watermelon. We do. We have a lot of watermelon. We go through your your average, you know, watermelon uh, dishes. Side of ham. <laughs> Maybe a, a mac and cheese. Hold the cheese. Did, did you say a side of ham? Is that not how it's served? <laughs> or is it just a slice? I'll take the side of ham. <laughs> oh, side of side of beef. I know I've heard that. 
Do you, is it a side of bacon as well? Do you do you get a side of bacon? Bacon as a side. Yeah. Double bacon. Double, double bacon watermelon sandwich. Is that it? You've had that? <laughs> is the watermelon the bread or is it in the sandwich? That's a great question. That's it's a, like one of those psychological questions. Yeah, yeah. However you answer that depends on yeah, how you um, think about um, life or something. Yeah. Anyways, what was what was your question? Uh, no. <laughs> you brought up Brittany. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say, how does she feel about this whole endeavor? Like, hey, I want to be, uh, I want to pursue being a, a comic now. But you've already said she's very supportive. Yeah. Um, helps you write jokes sometimes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She, she is, she's incredible. She has, uh, so my wife is a nurse. Um, so automatically she has a very dark sense of humor. They do. Um, yeah, they do. Nurses and comedians, we, we all have dark senses of humor. Um, one of one of my early jokes that didn't work when I would do the comedy scene right after my dad passed away, um, and it's a really dark joke, and I'm about to tell you, um, and it, it was simply this, knock, knock. Who's there? Not my dad. Um, and that was it. Yeah, it's a real dark joke. Um, and and comedians think that joke is funny. <sighs> but like, like Aunt Susan in the audience does not find that funny. She's like, oh, heavens to Betsy. Um, <laughs> and um, That young man. <laughs> uh, God rest his, his father's soul. Bless his heart. Um, but uh, but so, so my wife has this dark sense of humor that I can be like, hey, and I'll throw a joke at her. And she's like, that's really funny. What if you add this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. Um, so she's super supportive. She helps me write sometimes. Or um, I'll just throw out an idea and I'm like, I feel like there's a joke here and she'll kind of walk me, walk through it with me. Um, but she does not like to come to my shows. Um, and uh, she's come to one of my shows, only one. I've been doing this uh, since April and I've probably done close to 30 shows mm-hmm. and she's come to one of them. And I was like, why do you only, why don't you like to come? And I mean, Hey, she has a job. So, uh, she works nights um, and we also have two kids, so she has to, we, ha- we would have to find a babysitter, all that stuff. But, um, she was like, look, I've, I've heard all your jokes and she was like, and I don't, I know that it'll bother you if I'm just sitting in the audience staring at you. And I was like, right. that's true because like, there's nothing worse than making a joke and someone just being like, <laughs> you're like, okay, cool. Like I've seen your act yeah, over and over and over. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. So like, so when people are like. What does your wife think of you? My quick answer is, oh, my wife doesn't think I'm funny. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, she hates it. Yeah. And they're like, oh. And I'm like, no, I'm just oh. kidding. Um, and it gets real weird and real Sorry tense. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They always <laughs> apologize like it's their fault. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. It's like, did you did you cause it? And she like, should laugh more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, I've always wondered why we apologize at funerals. Like it's not like to, you, yeah. It's not like you to did the it. Family. Like I'm so sorry. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, if you if you said oops a daisy, like how much more awkward would that be? Um, so, um, yeah, that's just a side note. Which also let me it brings me to another side note. Now, mm-hmm. now I'm going on a tangent. Well, um, two one, side notes become a whole road. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Um, that sounds like a country song. Um, Thomas Red, if you want to sponsor this podcast. Um, We're waiting. And anyways, um, it creeps me out at funerals when um, someone kisses the person in the casket. Mm. Um, and I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, I've just gotten... I, I have just now... Gone uh, to your first funeral? Gotten, <laughs> I've just now gotten warmed up to like touching their hand. Oh, see, I still can't do that because yeah. I'm always afraid like I'm going to touch their hand. They're going to go, wah, gotcha. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> now, uh, why, did Patrick, a lot. why did Patrick punch grandma? Well, um. She scared him. <laughs> yeah. But like, but I, I've watched people like bend down and kiss the person. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, nope. Mm-mm, mm-mm, that's, that's how horror movies start. Um, he's going to end or end. Yeah. He's going to bite your face. And then, and then I'm going to be like, mm, nope. Um, and like, I know my part in a horror movie. I'd be the funny fat guy mm. who they s- typically don't make it. They either don't make it or they, you think they're dead. And then they come back at the end and they're like the hero. And, and I know my pain tolerance and like, I would be, you stab mm. me in the foot and I'm done. Done. Like I, I stub my toe and I'm out for the day. <laughs> so, like I'm like, hey, I'm I'm gonna call out of work. I just I can't do this. <laughs> so we were watching, we were watching this show earlier, and uh, this dude called into work, and he was like, hey man, I'm not gonna make it into work today. I'm uh I'm I'm sick. I'm not I'm not doing too good. And his boss immediately was like, oh okay, so you're at the hospital. <laughs> yeah. He was like, uh, no, I, I'm I'm not at the hospital. I, I I'm just not. Feeling too yeah, well. That's, that's a jump. Like, <laughs> yeah. I I used to work at a place. I was a campus supervisor for this place at a children's home, and um, if people were sick, we required them. Like the upper management required them to have a doctor's note. They're like, oh, did they get a doctor's note? And I was like, you know, people can be sick and not go to the doctor. Like, yeah. And then I don't think like jobs sometimes understand that. It's like, oh, especially people who have to pay for it every time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry that I don't have a bunch of money. Like I can't. So I am 34 years old. The last time I had a um, family physician, like a normal doctor just for me, I was 19 years old and I lived at home. Yeah, it was I I have I have accepted that like I could be dying. Nah. And and technically the moment you're born you're already Aren't we dying. All? Yeah, see now we're getting philosophical. But like but like <laughs> so so I could I could be gone before the November show. Ooh. Which which I would want the show to be the Patrick Memorial comedy show at that point. I would have to fill in. Now now you're kind of hoping for this and that bothers me. <laughs> You're hoping for my demise. I'm not hoping as much as well. Never mind. <laughs> Rebecca, Indian dish. <laughs> yeah. I know she's listening right now. She really shouldn't. I don't want. I, I don't want you to sponsor this podcast. She probably hasn't found us yet. Yeah, probably. It's not our uh, target demographic. <laughs> Surprisingly. No, I don't care, Rebecca. You you can listen. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be like that. I meant to be like that. <laughs> uh, what? So talking about this show in November and yeah. all the opportunities you have in Florida, what, 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 what's, what's the value of performance opportunities? Whether it's it's an open mic or um, 
somebody inviting you to a showcase to, yeah. to developing comedians, what's what's the value in that? So open mics are, I mean, that's your that's your practice. Um, that's you getting on stage, having a mic in front of you, being able to tell jokes. Um, and again, like I said earlier, uh, a lot of times open mics, there's only comedians. So you have mm. to gauge that a little differently because, okay, they're not going to laugh as much. They're not going to be quite there. Um, so it's like, okay, <clears throat> great. But then you have a showcase. So like last night, um, uh, they record the showcase. And when you, when you record it, when you get to see it, um, you're playing it back, you're getting to hear the audience. I mean, that's, that's as good as it gets. Yeah. Like that's currency. Because now, now it's, it's almost, and I, I'm a big sports guy, so I go back to a sports thing. It's like watching game film. Okay, this is where I messed up. This is where I could do better. You see how, um, and for me, I, I tend to rush through. Because one of the worst things you can do, and a lot of new comedians do this, and not even a lot of new comedians, just a lot of comedians, they'll rush through their jokes. Because I'll tell a joke and it doesn't get the laugh that I want it to. So I immediately start into the next joke. But you don't know where the punchline is. So I'm, I'm telling a joke, and you, you're still, now it's clicked with you. Yeah. But I'm already starting the next joke. Yeah. And so it gets, it gets hard. So you've got to have that time where you just kind of stop and you go, you tell the joke, and then you're quiet. And so, so video helps that to say, okay, I, I talked a little too fast there. Or... Um, or I, I didn't deliver this line right. I didn't say it the way I wanted to. Um, and uh, and so, so open mics are great. Um, showcases are better. Because showcases normally you're getting 10 plus minutes of, of mic time. Mm -hmm. Where open mics, you're, you're trying new material. Like once you get your, <clears throat> when you're a comedian, you have a thing called your tight five. Yeah. That's your, your five minutes that you could go up and I, I could tell my tight five blindfolded, which really isn't that impressive because I could still talk. Right. Um, <laughs> and so um, I heard somebody say that the other day and I was like, that's not like, like okay, cool. Um, but like, I know, I know it like the back of my hand. I know where I could pick up. I know where I could drop off. I know how to say it. I know how to deliver it. But then once you have your tight five, you add five more to it. Or you build off some more jokes, and then you have 10 minutes. Then you build off more of it. You have 15. And, and so at this last open mic I did, I just did all new stuff. Um, some of it hit really well, and I was like, great. Some of it um, kind of sucked, and it's like, okay, i got to work on that. And, and it's great because those mics help you decide what, what's really going to take off or what's really you got to work on. Maybe there's something there. Or maybe there's not. Um, yeah. Because sometimes you tell a joke and you're like, man, this is really funny. And it just still doesn't work. Um, I've heard a lot of comedians have jokes like that. Where, like, I've seen one guy who just keeps trying to drill this one joke. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's not funny. <laughs> but it's he, the definition of a dead horse. Yeah, Stop beating it. Yeah. So, um, but um, but then you, then you have those opportunities to do... Um, showcases and now you can put it all together so now you have your 10 to 15 20 minutes and you start to put it together and that's when you film it and you go all right here's my body of work so then you take it and then you send it out to people and um, you're like hey this is my 15 minutes I did here 
Um, maybe I can come host for you, or maybe I can have a feature, or maybe I can have a guest spot, or maybe I can be a headliner. And you know, headliner is 45 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And so, so now you've got to work to get to that. So it, it's all about building off of each other. It's you, um, you start that, that if you're like using Lincoln logs, um, I don't know if that's still a thing, but I know you know what I'm talking sure about. Sure they are. Yeah. But you, you have to build a good frame and a good base. Um, until you build that base, you can't go to the top. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you've got you've to have a good frame. You've got to have a good base. It, when building a house, you don't just go, man, this is going to be a killer front door. <laughs> Done. Like, that would be a terrible house. It's fine. It's not connected to anything. Yeah, but like, it would be awful. So, uh, but... You know, if you add the, the front door to a house that you've already put all the effort in and all this, now yeah. it's like, boom. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that front. I don't know why you'd be that excited for a front door. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, we need your help to complete our digital media production studio at the Holback Stage. If you've seen any of our YouTube videos, listen to this podcast, or follow our social media and have seen any of the clips we put out to promote our shows, that's the kind of content we would like to be able to share more of. Contact this show at holbackstagelive at gmail.com for sponsorship opportunities. To help support the show as an individual, follow our socials link in the show description for access to PayPal, Venmo, and Cash App. Just add the word podcast as a comment. Your generous support will help us achieve a professional permanent studio space from which to generate consistently engaging content. Thank you for your interest in this project. Keep coming back and stay kind.